Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you uh, spending some of that period of time with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We'll recap the spring game in Ames with Nick Olson. Basketball conversation as well uh, with Nick. Uh, 24-7 sports, cyclonealert.com. Nick Olson at the bottom of the hour on Iowa State. Hour number two begins with our regular hit on Major League Baseball from our national guy, Matt Snyder from cbssports.com. We'll go around MLB. Those Pirates have now won seven in a row. All saw that coming. What a start for the Buckos for crying out loud. Uh, but Major League Baseball conversation starts it off uh, in hour number two with Matt Snyder and then Scott Darkman who covers Iowa for The Athletic. He was uh, one of the many media members uh, in attendance at Kinnick Stadium over the weekend. We'll get the latest from Doc, what he saw with his own two eyes. He's got a uh, and I appreciate this. I do. I may be in the minority, but I know Kakert did one. Doc did one. Give us a depth chart, even though it's complete guesswork. <laughs> Just give us a nugget, would you please? How are you? I'm doing well. I uh, Good weekend and ready to roll. How about your hockey? All eight games over the weekend went to the road team. Did they really? Yeah. I watched all 16, of the, or no, 12 of them, and I guess I wasn't aware of that. Boy, I watched a ton of hockey and basketball. Very little baseball, Same. except for Friday afternoon when the Cubs were playing and the base, the basketball and the hockey hadn't started. And to see the eighth inning, the smiley was just dealing. Oh, my God. What a way to break up a no-hitter. Jesus. But it was. And um, anyways, we'll move on. Lots to get to. Yes, there is. So where do we start? I like to start at the beginning. All right. I like that. My wife asks me that all the time. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? Um, I don't know, Trent. I mean, the football's phenomenal. The basketball, Barnes has a look to uh, to send Sacramento back on the plane with a win. Didn't happen. Uh, LeBron was terrific over the weekend. The Minnesota Wild, a couple of calls against Felino that have people talking mm-hmm. here today. One of them was a charge. I don't care. Uh, the second one, oof, that's weird. Tripping? Yeah. How's that tripping? I don't know. That's That was a weird, weird call. Uh, but the hockey's been phenomenal. Um, let's let's start with football. and let's Because Hawks and Clones, they move the needle after all. Kenny, Kenny Smith. Uh, you know, I never met him. Uh, Smith from the uh, from the register. Chad Leistikow's running oh, mate. Oh, Kennington, yeah. Kennington Smith. Uh, apparently, he, well, not apparently, he announced this morning that he's moving on. Lysakow just can't keep a partner. I guess not. No, what's going Lea, on? Because Leah Van was there for a while. Maybe get that sick She was of him. in Cedar Rapids, though. Was she, she based out of there? Yeah, she was at the Gazette. Oh, that's right. Good yeah. point. Well, maybe it's not Lysakow's fault. <laughs> and I was being facetious anyway. Chad's a really good writer. Yes, he is. And a good guy. Yep, and, agree uh, on both counts. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a blow. I mean, it was a different voice on the mm-hmm. beat. A younger guy out there doing it in the Will newspaper. they replace him? I think they have to. I think they do, too. Cyclones have to. Right. PD and Hines. It's, I mean, for that beat, mm-hmm. it is the most important thing as we have seen the evolution, and certainly here in our market, yeah, I think you have to have two on I, I hope you're right, Trent, but you know how media business, yeah, I mean, the ESPN is in the process of cutting 
hundreds of jobs here today, which uh, we'll see if there's any names that we would recognize. But that's coming down the pike. Just well, Chad likes time. to go in his uh, text thread that he sends out. He did say, we will search for a replacement, oh, so good. don't worry there. Good, good. That's good news because, yes. uh, yeah, you got to have two voices mm-hmm. uh, in the paper to cover various stories. Well, let's, I guess we'll, we'll start there and we'll get to, you know what, let's start with Ames because then we can segue to the Hawks and then get back to Ames with Nichols okay. coming up. Um, to, to their credit, they, they played a game uh, up in Ames. I'm not sure what, we, what we've learned or not. The one by one takeaway from, and I didn't go, just following on Twitter, it really is good to see a guy that's uh, been there a long time. Uh, that what sat behind Brees Hall <laughs> was going to be the guy last year, and injuries prevented him from being that. Uh, but Jirel Brock, by all accounts, had a really good day on Saturday. And when I say that, I mean it, it's a spring game, so you got to keep it in context. But what I mean by it is some of the cuts that he was making out there. I think he probably did that as much for himself as for the people that were in attendance just between his ears. Uh, because when you're coming back off an injury like that, you, when you test yourself, is it going to hold up, dot, dot, dot. And I think that uh, certainly passed the test with, uh, without a doubt. 11 carries, 47 yards, okay, whatever. Right. That's a whatever. But you mentioned just the way that he looked and everybody mm-hmm. talking about that he looked fresh after yep. the two injuries that he dealt with a year ago. Coming back here and the quick turnaround. I mean, he's a veteran guy that yeah. would be pretty easy. You know what? Let's shut it down. We know what we have in Jirel Brock. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go out there. And no, he wanted to be out there. He wanted to be in front of the fans. He wanted to maybe ease some concerns in the running game a little bit going into the year because when he was right, he's a really good back. He was. He's not pretty solid. That's okay. But when he, when the, remember when they both came here, it was, oh, who's going to be the guy? Because oh, yeah. these guys are dead even. Well, and Brock at the time, at least in the recruiting services, was ranked in a couple of them a tech hire. Was and he I think really? that was a reason behind it, too, is yeah, people just look at the recruiting rankings. All right, well, these people know. Yeah. And, and was, then how many games did it take before Brees Hall grabbed the reins? Was it like game four? It wasn't many, was it? It wasn't many. He was different. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> and he doesn't have to be. No. Brees Hall. No, you, it's impossible to be Brees Hall. He doesn't have to be David Montgomery. Right. You can still be a really good mm-hmm. running back, and if all the other pieces are going and you get an offensive line that's pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, how many times over the last eight years now have we talked about the offensive line has been propped up yeah. by two yeah. generational running backs? To have mm-hmm. those two guys back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Not many pro- college programs have had that. Nope. If that offensive line finally does take a step forward this year and is at least above average, something that Just I don't know serviceable. if they Yeah. Can it be a B minus? Right. I don't think we've had that from an Iowa State no. offensive line in the Campbell regime. Had parts. Absolutely. Had uh, pieces. Yep. But never together. Assembly was unbelievable. Yes, he was. Um, but it's a fair point, Trent. Is this going to be the year it comes together? I mean, I have not heard this much buzz about an assistant coach anywhere, as we heard uh, through this last three or four weeks with Ryan Clanton. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mic'd him up. They put him out there. Um, it was He was as, as big of a name in spring practice as any of the players, quite honestly. Right. We'll see. They need it. They do. They absolutely do. And he's coached him up pretty well at UNI. Yeah, two, so, two guy first round and a third round pick, both yeah. starters in the NFL, one in Buffalo, one in New Orleans. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. But if they do, um, and then the defense, I mean, I think their secondary is good, uh, but it remains to be seen. Do they have enough depth out there? And this is a Big 12 that I think the water's going to get a little bit deeper. Oh, yeah. I do, because here comes Cincinnati, here comes mm-hmm. BYU, and here comes Houston. And those are the three that I think move the needle at this point. Uh, we'll see. Um, 
and Oklahoma's still there, and Texas is still there, at least for this year. You know, the, the you just wonder if it's, um, you know, we're, we're having this conversation in a few years, and Iowa State is back to being a basketball school. Mm, yes. So uh, another position group, reading a lot about. Tight end. Now, tight end has been, I don't want to say forgotten. Well, not when they had those two in Kohler and Allen. Right. When those two guys were Mm -hmm. together, that was a big piece of what they were doing. And last year, it was a step back. You know, we saw Hanukkah made a couple of plays. Right. He's still around for another year. Easton Dean, we've seen make some plays. Mm -hmm. But hearing Jack Bourne, 6'7", 262. It's a big kid. Yeah. Steve O'Klotz, we've seen out there a little bit. Klotz, is, uh, Klotz was the name that our buddy Nick Olson uh, threw at us uh, oh, a couple of years, uh, last year. Remember, one yeah. of those, give me a name off the depth chart nobody's heard about. And that's one of the ones he came up with. You got him. You got Tyler Moore, who I've told you I really like. Mm-hmm. He's a retro sophomore now. Kind of the, Dragon. the time is coming. Yes, yeah. from Johnston. Yeah. So you got pieces there. There's depth at the tight end position. Yeah, they had two really good guys together, but... Mm-hmm. Not the kind of depth that it feels like they're building in that tight end room that we've seen in the past. That's something to keep an eye on there in the security blanket, how good those guys across the middle can be and, and doing different things. So I think tight end has a chance to be a strength again this year after it certainly wasn't a year ago. I'm with you. Uh, Dimitri Stanley, he can fly. Uh, we know what Jalen Noel can do. He's mm-hmm. a terrific player. Noel? Noel. Noel is the French pronunciation. Jalen Noel. Uh, we know what uh, he can do. He's quick. Um but there's who's going to be that third guy. So that certainly is a question out there. Kai Black going through it for the first time. He graduated early. He's going through from Urbandale. A lot of people love Kai Black. And when I saw him on the football field for the Jayhawks, I was always impressed. Mm-hmm. Going back to his sophomore year, Aiden Bitter, another guy. Weapons are there. It comes to quarterback now. And you look at some of the t- statistical profile a year ago, it was pretty good. Yeah, It was the interceptions yeah. ultimately. And not just throwing interceptions. Look, young quarterbacks, many times they're going to throw interceptions. But Deckers, it was just those mind-boggling ones. And the subpar line in front of him to protect him, too. That was a part of it, absolutely. But Deckers made some throws that you're saying, what did you see there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, to be fair, we said that about his predecessor, who's now you know the number one uh, on the depth chart in San Francisco. That's true, yeah. <laughs> that worked out pretty well for him. Yeah, he was. Uh, did you see him get recognized at the Giants game on Friday night? Yes, yeah. That's a pretty cool moment. Um and and what I I think the takeaway there is he kind of got up off of his seat grudgingly and waved to the crowd and I didn't see a brace I didn't either that's what I was wondering the exact same thing I saw there probably the no same brace. clip you did and yeah. hey wait a second moving that arm up there pretty good yeah. and the other side looking all right moving that bad boy around yeah. range of motion is there uh huh we'll see yeah. um we'll see I, I, will Trey Lance be Trey boy this is going to be a fun week so before we get to we got. I want to touch on the NBA I want to touch on uh, the NHL for a minute obviously get to the Hawks what's your week like so when do you leave for Kansas City bright and early on Thursday morning okay. so get on the road probably about 7.30 or so hit the road and get on down there get set up and away we go be at Char Bar which is mm-hmm. within a mile of where everything's going to be happening all the draft festivities so Char Bar is the place be doing the show both on Thursday and Friday live from there stop on by have a lunch get yourself maybe a good base before you head on down there or beers a little bit cheaper 
Uh, $13 is what it's going to cost you for a domestic in and around the uh, the draft festivities. So want to get a good base before you make your way down there. Char Bar will be the place that we will be. I hope the weather's I hope the weather's um, well better than it has been as of late. Uh, that would be great if it was because it's there's going to be a lot of people in town for it. I can't wait for it. So just to finish up on Iowa State before we get back to it with Nick Olson, the question that's going to be answered, I guess, on Thursday night uh, is: Will the streak end? Will um, McDonald find his way into the first round of the NFL draft. I'm seeing more mock drafts that do not have him in the first round than mock drafts that do. Not that that is the be-all, end-all, right. but these guys follow it uh, for a living, put their name on the whatever they publish. Again, um, I don't know if they know anything more than Joe Blow, <laughs> but there's more mocks that do not have him in the first round. There was a time, what was that, about a month ago, where it felt like everybody was putting him in there? Well, Kuiper had him at eight. Right. And, which was a little over the top. And that one quickly kind of moved back. I think he moved off that within yeah, a week. Yeah, the next week, his yeah. next one came out, he was down to 23. So we've seen plenty of that. But when you look at kind of the aggregate of all of them together, I saw one of those over the weekend where I think it took like maybe the top 10 or something like that, most well-known Put it together. He wasn't in the top 32 of that mm-hmm. when they put it together. There's still a chance. It just takes one team, right? That's all it does, Trent. You're 100% right. And Somebody at the back end of that draft that they had a plan that they wanted to take this guy because they think he's going to be there and that guy's not there. With a the player B. like him, that is right now, he's going to come in and just be an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. That's um, it. We saw when the double teams came a lot more or less past season. Yeah. He took improvements as an every-down guy, but he's still not there. No, but I thought he, I thought the back end of his season last year was better than the front end of his season. That, definitely fair. But you're a team down there drafting in the 20s, and you already have depth. You already feel good about what you have. And you know what? This guy, we don't expect him to come in and play 45, 50 snaps a game. He is going to be a situational player right away. Mm-hmm. We think he is good enough that he is going to help our team for the 20 snaps a game that we play him basically third down pass rusher, that kind of thing. There's got to be a team that says, I think that makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't there? We'll see. Investing a pick on a guy that's going to play 20 snaps a game, is that... But if you're know. pretty, if you're drafting late, he's a specialist. Yeah, if that's true, if you're, if you're you know, in the late twenties, and he can get you six and a half sacks mm-hmm. off the edge, mm-hmm. you're going to sign up for that. Yeah, I if you're so. many of these teams, if you're Buffalo, who needs some help with the rush? Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Cincinnati, a team like that. Absolutely, I could see it happen. Would I bet on it, though? No, I wouldn't bet on it right Speaking now. of betting on it, did you see what um, Circa put their numbers out? As they joined the party when it was like a Friday, I think it was, uh-huh. and they had the odds to be the second pick in the NFL draft. Um, and they put Levis out at f- plus 450, and that was absolutely attacked like Sharks on whatever, chum. Um, and and now, in fact, Levis is the favorite to go second overall. I don't get it. I know you don't because you're not a guy, you're not a fan. No. You watched a ton I did, of- and he's going to play in the NFL. Would I would I if I had this if if the Broncos were picking second, would I want them to take him? No. I would want him to take Stroud, or I would want him to take Richardson, okay. or I want him maybe even although Hooker's age, man. But if you play ten years, you right. get if you get ten years out of him, and you and you may well we'll see. Uh, but Levis is currently the favorite to go number two. And uh, I'm looking at a mock draft right now from CBS. They have Will Levis going 31. 
All right. Who did it? Uh, let me scroll back up to the top and see who they are. Ryan Wilson, one of their draft guys. Yeah, he's got him 31. So still all over the place on this one. So do you know who drafts 31? Does he aware who drafts 31? Oh, yeah. Now, I think there was a trade there in this one. Though. Well, there must have been, because the, yeah, the, the, the last thing the Chiefs are going to do is take up Patrick Mahomes' backup. Mock trade with Kansas City. Yeah, okay. It was Tennessee that would get that pick. Um, well, they need a quarterback. They, that they do. And they tried last year, late uh-huh. in the third round. Don't remember. Um, yeah, well, there was there was only one quarterback pick. It was the only one taken in the right. first round last I think year. Bleak went in the third round. Uh-huh. Wasn't he in the green room, too? Oh, was he? I think he might have didn't come back for day two. Ooh, and then had to wait through the, to the, almost to the end of day two. Help me out. So last week when we did our KXNO mock draft, mm-hmm. Tyree Wilson, we ended up talking a lot about him. Yeah. I remember him at Texas Tech. I do I, too. And I, don't, I re- don't remember him dominating. No, I don't remember him remembering. Now, I'm like, oh yeah, that big guy. Right. To be fair, uh, you watch the Texas Tech game, maybe you catch part of the game before they play Iowa State so you can become a little bit familiar with them. Yep. Then you watch them play Iowa State. And did you ever watch a Texas Tech game again after that? I watched them. I remember watching them against Texas. That might be the only game I remember watching oh. quite a bit about. They love them. They, they, they're, in fact, I believe that prop is out there, the first defensive player to come off the board. You can bet that. And I think he's now favored. To be the first defensive player taken in the draft. He didn't have a full sack over the last half of the year. Had a half sack against Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and TCU each. Last half of the year, didn't have a solo sack. Was there an injury there? I mean, I don't no, know. He, I don't he know. played in every game. He, he had, yeah, yeah, looking at tackle numbers and all that. Didn't have a full sack after the K-State game. Oh, I'm with you. You're going to take that guy three? <laughs> Apparently so. No, they're not. A quarterbacks, a quarterbacks are going one, two, three, four. I'm dying on that hill. That's happening. I'm dying on that hill. Arizona's trading out. Colts are going to take one. Houston's going to take one. Somebody's going to come up. Maybe it is the Titans. Maybe it's the Titans. Willie Anderson's going to fall to five. Yes. As dominant of a defensive player as we've seen in quite a while. Yeah, he is. He's going to fall to five. But there's the, the, the saying is... To take these crappy quarterbacks. If, 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 what's the saying? If you, have, if you don't have an edge rusher, you don't have a chance. Or if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. Well, let's see. Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer. We can play this game. Broken Peyton Manning. Yeah. Well, that's true. True. That's fair. Um, they yeah, if you don't have Super a quarterback, Bowls. you don't have a chance. That doesn't mean you go and draft a crappy one. Whether you're assuming that they're going to draft oh, a crappy one. Yes, I am. Bryce Young's going to be good. Yep. After that, Stroud. I think Stroud's going to be good. I think Stroud's going to be good. I think um, I think Richardson's going to be good. I do not. I, I, I would got... like Richardson to go to a place where he doesn't have to play right away. No, the Colts want him. I know. Well, at least we think we know. <laughs> right. What do we know? Will Levis stinks. Yeah. No. Hooker. I, well, mm. Hooker's coming, coming off, off an injury. injury. Mm-hmm. He can chuck it. So can Richardson. Uh, we shall see. All right, we're going to talk more on Iowa State coming up here with Nick Olson. We'll get to Nick in about 10 minutes. Obviously, Scott Dockerman is going to join us at the uh, at the uh, end of the show, hour number two. We'll talk about the Hawkeyes. And, Doc, I want to spend a minute or two, Trent, just kind of recapping basketball from over the weekend. Look, I know Harrison Barnes is getting killed. He's just getting crushed. Right? I thought that thing was going into. Trent, it looked good from the time it left his hand. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a weird catch, kind of yeah. a little low for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I don't think he was the first option, but yeah. you know what? Well, he still why no. <laughs> because it's Fox. You got Fox in your team, and that guy hits game winners uh-huh. all the time. And the defense was outstanding by Golden State. You got to get it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. You do exactly that. Sacramento got a great look. 
He just missed it. He just missed it. It was right on line, too. Uh, um, Keegan Murray had his best game in the playoffs by far. Good to see him showing up. It was good to see him showing up. Um, Curry pulled a Weber with the timeouts that he didn't have. Uh, what else from over the weekend? T Wolf stayed alive. They did. What that, do you call that game? The the uh, when it's not sweet, the gentleman's game. Yes, yeah, something like that. The handshake game. Yeah, yeah. You guys can have one. We'll go back to Denver. We'll, we'll win it there on Tuesday night. Do uh, it in front of the home crowd. Well, I, I thought they were going to win in Minnesota. I mean, they couldn't get the T Wolves. All they need to do is get a stop, and they couldn't get a stop. And they couldn't get a bucket. Thirteen straight to end the fourth quarter out of Denver. And they just—it's the same thing. This team is built so dumb. Mm-hmm. It, the roster construction. Is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Take away how many draft picks they had to give up to get Gobert. And yes, Cat's a different kind of center. I understand you wanted to help him out, but when you have a generational talent, mm-hmm. that's what Ian is. Mm-hmm. To put another I big guy Kat in there. I thought Cat was too, and you know what? I'm wrong. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yep. He's a good solid player. He's a good solid player. I thought he was better than that. And yeah, he's a number two, mm-hmm. maybe a number three on a championship mm-hmm. team. He's definitely not a one. Mm-hmm. Ant can be a one. Oh, the ant's already there. Yes. God, so, he's so good. good. And the step back three that he had in overtime that basically uh, put it away. He was, he is what he can be. But to, to put two guys, big guys out there that cut down on his driving lanes mm-hmm. and what you have to do, it just, it never made sense for rock, roster construction. And then you couple it with, well, what we're seeing. Gobert's a tough guy. Is he untradeable? You'd think so, right? Mm, yeah, probably. you can't get get back out under that. No, I don't think so. I think you're stuck with him. Yeah. I do. Um, we've said this for years, and it sounds crazy when LeBron James is on your team. But as Anthony Davis goes, so go the Lakers. It's fair. It, it really is, right? Yeah. I mean, when he takes a night off, the Lakers have no chance. When Davis is doing Davis things, there's a pretty good chance the Lakers, because LeBron James is going to get get his. And you know who's really come on? Hachimura has become a hell of a pro, hasn't he? Well. Over the last week, he has. This was not the guy that we saw for the first, what, three years of his career. Well, to be fair, I only watched the last week. <laughs> a little recency bias, maybe uh, jumping up there just a fair, little bit. Fair, but when he, when he left Gonzaga, I thought, eh, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but boy, he's had a hell of a playoff run so far. At least, you know, in the games that uh, Lakers have come on top, he's played exceptionally well. He has, and they need that. Because mm-hmm. Reeves is not going to bring it every night. No, great story. But if you can get every couple games something, a big one out of him, same thing with Hachimura. You mentioned AD, just how good the brow is. And, (laughs) oh, yeah, we just have this guy, LeBron James, dealing with plantar fascia. And he's still out there just being LeBron James. So good. Let's do a minute on Iowa, and then we'll get back to Iowa with Scott Dockerman uh, coming up here uh, at 1230. Look, there's a glaring need for receivers. This isn't anything that the spring game showed us. When you're going into um, when you're going to go into the season with who, Regani, Ragaini, Ragaini, yep. and, and Vines. I like Vines. Is but is he uh, is he is is he a starter? Um, how many teams does he start for in the Big Ten? Iowa. Hmm. Northwestern. Can maybe? they find somebody, Trent? My big takeaway from from this from the whole spring thing is, boy, they've got a leader in Cade McNamara. Yes. They've got a true leader, a guy that is going to. He's a coach on the field. I know it's cliche and in the locker room. And he walked in there, and from the moment he walked in, that was his team. Certainly his offense. Mm-hmm. Certainly his offense. Um, and I think that 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 comes through every time Ference talks about him. Yep. 
Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen him um, speak so glowingly of a player like this. When do you have was Stanley? Help me out here. Yeah. Um, obviously, C.J. Beathard was tough as nails. Yes, tough as nails. Nate Stanley was he that? There's the leader of our team. No, he was, it wasn't his personality. It was, was it? absolutely not. And anytime you hear it, he was a quiet guy. Right. He was not a rally the troops kind of guy. He was not a, a rah rah type. No, that was not him. Leadership qualities mm-hmm. would not be something that you put a high up there. Mm-hmm. He could throw it a country mile. Mm-hmm. He was tough himself. Yep. But he just never had that. And he he left plenty of plays. You look at his stats throughout his career. They're better, I think, than people would realize when you look at the numbers from him. But. They left a lot out there, and he left plays out there. And you know the Penn State game, they had that fourth and one wide uh, open, and he overshoots uh, it, and his struggles on the deep ball and just in general felt like he left a lot of plays. I don't think that's going to be the case with Cade McNamara. I don't think you can marginalize just how big of a gap they're going between. One of the worst quarterbacks we've seen is Spencer Peters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He was awful. Mm-hmm. To now... Cade McNamara's not going to throw for 4,000 yards. He's not going to throw 32 touchdowns this year. That's just not the way I was built. Well, not with those receivers. is <laughs> right. But he is going to be competent. The completion percentage, this is something we haven't seen. C.J. Beathard was never great completion percentage. Boy, he was tough, though. Like, yeah. I, was, like, I love C.J. Beathard. And he's completing 57% of his passes. Uh-huh. you got a guy that will complete 63, 64, mm-hmm. 65. How much better is this offense going to look when, how many miss, just those easy plays, those seven-yard outs, the pitchers just fly. I mean, just miss. Wide open receiver. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> Boy, there was a lot of those when you think back. Hamstrung to the T because of bad quarterback play, bad mm-hmm. offensive line, all of it. I think the offensive line is he line's a grad be... assistant now? Is that what they're going to no, call him? Well, he's still on scholarship. Don't worry. You're, you're going to see him out there in a uniform. He might be banged up, but <sighs> you know Ferris what? I just see... can't quit him. He can't. <laughs> I hope he His can't quit mountain. him. There's something. I know he can't quit. I him. don't want him to quit him, but I don't want Why? to give him a uniform. I want to <laughs> take him under your wing, and and if he wants to stay in coaching, give him a jump start. Jumpstart his coaching career. Like what the price that he paid, the arrows that he took for Brian Ferrets in particular. And for Pops. I mean, he took more arrows for this offense than anybody. And I get it. Of course, you're going to shoot him at the quarterback. But the guy just stood there and asked, answered every single question. How tough might, must have that been? Get him a job as a ball boy for the Patriots. Well, do something. Help him out. Jumpstart his He career. wants to be a grad. Perfect. Find him a home. Find him something. I just... There's, there's something there that... You think it's karma that the Hawks are destined to fail if he's even on the sideline? There's just a stink that surrounds it. I know he's a great kid. Yeah. And I know all the beat guys say what a wonderful person he is. Yeah. I get that. There's just a stench that surrounds I think surrounds they felt bad for him. Oh, well, maybe. I did. You put him in a bad situation. Yeah, it's on they you. Did. They did. They put him in an awful situation. What's the old term? If you love something, set it free. Yeah. Set Spencer free. Let him go. Let him go and do something <laughs> mm-hmm. else. But... He can come back for another year. and if no, he's, he's never If he's healthy the, the by October... Was, the kid from Wisconsin is going to be the backup. You just wait. No. Deacon, just is, wait. It, is it Hill? Is it yeah, Deacon, Deacon Hill? Hill, yeah. He's the backup. Uh-huh. Right now. I think he will be. When no, August camp starts You think and, when we get a depth chart, it's going to... No. No, way. not at the beginning of the year. But I'm at October. some point. You know, Spencer, he's healthy enough, and we, we kept him around, and he's been doing the work, and he's rehabbing, and... Well, you know what? All of a sudden, October rolls around, and he's... For the first time Northwestern game, McNamara gets hurt. And who comes trotting no, out? to save the day. <laughs> You're crazy. Well, you thought I was crazy when I said that Brian Ferris would be back yeah, for I another did. year. I thought you were nuts. I did. There's no way he's going to do this to his old man. 
Uh, but here we are. Did you see Caitlin Clark at the game last I night? I did, yeah, right next to Connor. Yeah, you know what? I, I want to applaud everybody who knew that those two were the thing because <laughs> as as much as um, the focal point was on Caitlin Clark throughout the season, mm-hmm. I never read or never heard any buzz about her personal life. And that was good. Yeah. And that was good. Um, now they're being seen in public together. Mm-hmm. And good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you only saw a little bit of him, right? You only saw a little bit of him. My buddy was at the game last night. He snapped a picture and sent it to us, yeah, in our text thread, too. So there they are. Yep. The rumors are true. Well, they, yeah, but you know what? Again, I, I go back to it that um, I'm, I'm glad that, that that wasn't a something that everybody like zoomed in on. Right. Let her play. Mm-hmm. Let her play basketball. Let him play, finish his career. And then, uh, anyways, we'll take a timeout. It's 11.30. I don't have the keywords. Do you have them? Um, I can find them. We got Jeff on the line. He wants to talk a little Golden State. Oh, sure. Jeff, welcome to the program. I didn't know you were there. I apologize. No problem. Uh, real quick, uh, Aaron Fox, I know some people are late to the party. This guy is not just about his game, you know, winning shots. The way he's getting to the hole and getting to his spots from the mid-range, you know, we want to talk about Caitlin Clark and, and Steph Curry, the way that Fox gets to his spot from the elbow, and one of the you know mismatches we're going to be talking about going into Game Five, which I've been talking about for a week, is who's going to stick or try to stick Fox in the late game situations. Because if you notice late, they had Draymond Green on Fox. Now he did a fine. He, he did, did. fine. That yep. that last possession was fine. Yep. But you know, and I and I've been kind of talking about Pool. I thought Pool was very good in spots the last two games. But why can't Poole commit to the defensive side? Mm-hmm. I feel like Poole would be great at running around trying to slow down Fox. That would be, I mean, I, I just, I don't understand. They're going to have to figure out a way to clamp down on their defense. And you guys touched, you know, on um, on the Kings and the way they were, you know, the way they were scoring, um, you know, was remarkable. I thought it was awesome post-game, listening to Steph saying, hey, you know, Kerr came to me and said, hey, you're going to have to play the full 12 minutes in the fourth. And that's not them. And they weren't doing the best of job with him on the bench uh, yesterday, so he had to play the full fourth quarter. Wiggins was Wiggins yeah. again. I mean, I, I don't thought know what that, I thought Clay Thompson had his best game uh, of this series. Well, I'm waiting for and he did. He had twenty some points. I'm waiting for the big game, Clay. I'm waiting for. Oh, four. he made a couple I'm, of big shots, Jeff, in that game. Yeah. I thought no, no, he he did, and I'm a, I'm a huge Clay fan. I mean, I talked about it last week about how huge of a Clay fan. But I'm waiting for like a staple, staple Clay game where he's on fire. He's not dribbling. He's just catching and shooting. But, no, he had a phenomenal game. Looney played his part. I thought Draymond offensively. We haven't seen Draymond shoot. I don't know how many attempts. He had 14, 12 attempts yesterday. You could tell that they were trying to, you know, call his number. And, again, I've said this three times. Wednesday night, game five. Yeah, the Warriors are terrible on the road. Yep. But you know what? In a game five situation – I'm going to live with the best player on the court, and I still believe that Steph Curry. And if they lose, we got a game six and game seven. But the NBA playoffs as a whole, not just that series, is injuries. Giannis, Embiid, uh, you know, Hero getting hurt. Uh, the guy on the Heat, um, um, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, that was bad. Oof. Which team can stay healthy throughout the whole playoffs? You guys were talking AD. Do you believe AD is going to stay healthy in the whole run? <laughs> Absolutely I not. No, absolutely not. So, which team can the New York Knicks stay healthy? I mean, Brunson yeah. yesterday was playing out of his mind. New York City 
back like it's Patrick Ewing and John Starks is on that team. So to sum it up, which NBA team can stay healthy? I love the playoffs. I love this time of year. You guys have a good day. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Good to hear from you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. I'm sorry for keeping you on hold as long as my call screener's not working. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Did you find the keywords? Yeah, keyword. I just texted it to you. It's oh, you green. Did? Okay. Um, there's, the, there's the sounder. Time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. Enter this nationwide contest. The keyword is green. Green at KXNO.com. It's a little slow out of the gates over there. Yeah, right? Long weekend? Was a lot. Jet was sick all weekend. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm up all night. Yeah, Fucker. see, there you are. Um, we'll take a time out, come back, finish the hour with Nick Olson, our buddy from CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. More on Iowa State, both football and basketball. When we come back on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0-KXNO. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3-KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Ton late. Let's get right to him. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. Nick, apologize for the tardiness on our part, but uh, thanks for being patient. How are you, Nick Olson? I'm doing really well, guys. Excited to talk about kind of the weekend in Iowa State, for sure. Well, uh, you know what? I was impressed. A decent crowd came out and, and uh, took their seats on the uh, the east side of the stadium, watched the game. Good to see. Uh, so let's get a couple of your takeaways. The brightest spot that you saw, position group from this week, and then we're going to ask you which one you think needs a little bit of work between now and, and week number one. But which unit, first of all, stood out to you uh, from Saturday? Okay, so a unit as a whole, Ken, and, and by the way, I agree with kind of what you said about the fans. I was happy to see them kind of make their way in after the jersey reveal with the Jack Trice uniform, of course, but I was personally most impressed with the tight ends group. I have mentioned, I think mm-hmm. you guys, certainly with the VIP, this is a group I expected a lot going into this season. And I think that, you know, with some of the veterans banged up a little bit, you saw a couple young stars like Andrew Keller, Gabe Burkle, Jack Bjorn, who's actually a walk-on tight end. He was a star basketball player. I think you'll see him this fall. Obviously, Easton Dean looked good, and I just felt like, guys, as a whole, that group really performed at around an A-level to me in the blocking as well mm-hmm. as catching the rock as well. All right, on the other side of the coin, uh, what sign or what group looks as though they need to put in some work or get some guys back healthy? Maybe we couldn't participate in the spring. Yeah, I actually I think I would go a little bit more just, Ken, either seeing guys get healthy or, I guess, because I think that maybe some veterans just kind of didn't necessarily uh, suit up. But I would have liked to have seen, you know, kind of the full corners group because I I have such high expectations for the secondary, and we didn't really get to see Miles Purchase or TJ Tampa. I think that it was a good opportunity for guys like Darian Porter and Terrell Crosby, who is actually going to be kind of one of my stars that I saw over the weekend, but I felt like, as you're kind of giving fans and people this chance and you want to get the receivers ready for a big year, I kind of would have liked to see some of those matchups, Ken. But otherwise, aside from maybe, you know, one or two things that could have been cleaned up, especially early on in the special teams department, I left that day feeling like it was a real positive for ISU. And 
I got the sense the staff really did as well. Two linebacker. I want to get your thoughts on the linebacker spot. I know Zach Lovett is somebody that's getting a little buzz, the transfer from Missouri, what he's been able to do. And plus, wearing number zero. I mean, you wear number Mm. zero out there. It kind of brings the spotlight to you. And then some of the young names that we've been talking about. Of course, we know Vaughn. He's been around for a while. Some of the others. But any of the new names, if you will, guys that are redshirt freshmen like that jumped out in the linebacker group? Yeah, I definitely appreciate that question as well, Trent. So I feel like Lovett... He, he came in ready. Essentially, he was familiar with this program a little bit. Uh, they recruited his brother a little bit as an offensive lineman last year, Bryce, who I believe ended up at Florida. And then Zach was actually recruited here a little bit out of high school as well. So he had a familiarity with Coach Bite and the system with John Haycock. I don't think he's taken much time to kind of get that ready. I, I kind of get the sense that he's been a little more uh, vocal and kind of a leader early on, too. So I think... That's definitely a positive. And a couple linebackers I actually wrote down as well. Caleb Bacon, who's, I believe, in his second year, definitely on the younger end, though, Trent. I'm pretty sure he came in as a walk-on, but he's somebody that I kind of caught some buzz the last couple weeks. And then you saw him actually get a lot of run over the weekend. I think he was second on the entire team in tackles, as well as Jack Sadowski. I know that's a name I mentioned to Ken recently from Illinois. He is a true freshman. And there's a lot of buzz around him. I think he came in just very kind of professional, kind of like I've said about J.J. Cole and some of these other young guys, Sam Samay. And I just feel like physically he's really ready. And you saw him put together three-and-a-half tackles Saturday as well. Uh, you mentioned J.J. Cole. Let's take a look at uh, what you saw from the quarterbacks uh, this from this past Saturday. Yeah, I think you can nitpick you know, a little bit from, from all of them. I think there was maybe like an off air ball or two there could have been a turnover very late in the scrimmage but again overall I personally at least did not see an interception nothing necessarily super close to getting sacked or holding the ball too long that would have been on the quarterback and I was really impressed with the reads that was kind of the biggest thing I took away whether it was JJ Rocco I think Hunter looked really quick and smart with his reads that was one of my biggest takeaways I think Rocco showed a little bit more of a deep ball than I kind of anticipated. And then J.J., his mobility, stepping up into the pocket, making his progressions. And I believe at least two of those quarterbacks each threw a touchdown in a day that had a lot of run focus in the red zone. So I think that, you know, it would have been nice to see maybe without a little bit of the wind and against some of those ones on defense. But solid day I took away, guys. So Deckers is clearly the guy. Will they get to August, Nick, with a true battle for the backup spot and in, in between Beck and between Cole. Do you think that's going to go through the month of August or Beck just because of the fact that, you know, he's been there for a while now that it's probably going to be his job? Will Beck be hard to supplant uh, with, uh, with uh, when it gets, to, it gets to August as far as what Cole's able to do? Yeah, I would say, honestly, yes to both questions, Ken. I do think that goes into August just because of how talented I feel J.J. Cole is. He does everything right in terms of preparation and coming in and being a leader. I've heard that from multiple people really throughout. And as you guys know, I spent a lot of time around him. But I will say, Rocco, having an extra year here, I think that, I mean, I saw it with my own eyes as well as kind of some videos out there on Twitter and such in this quote-unquote offseason. Rocco put in a ton of time. His release looked really crisp. I know that he's been used to being around the football program just like J.J. Cole has really with their respective pedigrees. So I would say he'd probably be that 2A spot right now, but I do see 
that being a battle that goes into at least mid-August for sure. We know Jalen Knoll, he wasn't out there, but we know what he is. Dimitri Stanley, obviously the speedster out, out there. How about some of the young guys, including Adams? He's 5'7", he's 165 pounds, but <laughs> it sounds like he can absolutely fly. Him, what you saw from Kai Black, some of the young receivers. Yeah, so I'll start with Kai Black just because I, I just pictured that a little better on Saturday. I think that he actually looked a little more quick, I would say, and maybe moving a little better with that big physical body mm-hmm. than I maybe anticipated here early on at the college level. You're exactly right, Trent, about Adams. I've started to hear some buzz now that he's really been a little more healthy the last two, two and a half weeks of spring ball. Can absolutely fly. I said something similar recently. I'm just really intrigued. Because I think if you were able to watch it and you watched closely, you did see uh, kind of maybe some new things brought in, whether it was formations, different types of plays, a little bit from Coach Nate Shieldhouse. I think they made things pretty kind of open and clear on Saturday. But Adams, whether it's getting the ball in space, just kind of short to intermediate routes or even potential end around, one of the top three fastest players on the team. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he does when this thing counts. Uh, hard not to root for Jirel Brock. Love his story. Love his stick to itiveness. The guy, um, he's just, he's just, he's paid his dues, right? It's time for him to get an opportunity and hopefully he does so healthy. Was going to get a big shot last year, but injuries prevented him from getting that shot. So what did you think of him? Cartavius Norton, did he even participate on Saturday? Let's take a look at the running backs, Nick. Absolutely. So kind of, I think you hit it right on the head. Hard not to cheer for someone like Jirel and, I felt like if you were watching, it was really hard to choose anybody else for an MVP. I did Mm. an awards choices. He was my MVP because he not only looked like himself, but to me, he even looked a little bit quicker, a little bit uh, maybe more trim. He caught a couple passes. We know what he can do in pass pro. Uh, Who else was kind of in the mix? We didn't really see Cartavius Norton. Eli Sanders has had a terrific spring ball camp. I will say that he's been one of the best really most consistent players, and that's obvious when he's gotten so many of the reps with other guys hurt. And then A.J. Harris, I really enjoyed catching up with him actually after that game. He put in a touchdown, uh, didn't necessarily have the highest yards per carry, but I think he showed that he can kind of bring in that size and physicality at the running back position. Just speaking with him, I can tell he's just really excited to be here at a new place, a little bit closer to the Midwest, I believe, where he went to high school. And it'll be interesting, a three or four deep in that running back room with scholarships. So I think the first tweet that I saw from Saturday was a missed field goal. <laughs> I saw the same thing. Oh, boy. Here, here we, we go. Here we go. Special teams, still a third of the team. What would you see on Saturday? That was one of those areas, Trent, that I, I noted a little bit earlier, you know, with kind of an early uh, potential miss, obviously, like you saw with the field goal. But – After that, I felt things were really, really clean. I think that, you know, Gilbert did a nice job. We didn't obviously get to see returns and punts and things Mm -hmm. of that nature. I I think we know that there were some things that needed to be cleaned up. I know that he wasn't the only kicker that we did see Saturday. And and I do think it's progressing. However, just kind of when I've asked about things or we have spoken with Coach Campbell or Coach Langs early on, I, I think things are certainly moving in that positive trajectory. And I was, you know, happy or relieved for Gilbert to knock in. I I think it was the next two field goals as well as an extra point 
uh, just after kind of a tough season last year. Yeah, fair way to put it. So uh, last year, and maybe it's too early for you to do this for us, Nick. Uh, you came. We asked you, you know, give us a name that's maybe a little ways down the depth chart. We don't even know who this player is uh, that we may hear throughout the year. Klotz was one of your guys. Um, have you identified a guy or two yet, or is it too early to do so? Do you want to wait for August? I will give you one right now. I mean, it's not you know quite as similar because I think people got a good look at him Saturday, but. You know, I know Trent saw, I mentioned him last week, that Caleb Bacon mm-hmm. at linebacker. I think he's somebody you're really going to see. He, he might not start. I don't necessarily expect that. But Tyson Vite and that defense like to play five, six, sometimes seven linebackers in a game. I think he's somebody you see. I would say Karan Adams. And I may give you another walk-on name that I mentioned last week, but I want to do a little bit more digging before I put that on the airways. <laughs> no, that's that, that's fair. Uh, Nick, finally, uh, you had a chance to catch up with an incoming uh, uh, recruit for uh, men's basketball. Who did you see, and what did you think? Yeah, it was a really fun weekend, Ken. So after the spring game, I, I went up to Omaha Council Bluffs area, and I saw 2024 guard wing uh, Dwayne Pierce. He's from New York. He was playing here actually against D1 Minnesota in that game. Mm-hmm. And I liked a lot of what I saw. I did kind of an in-depth scouting report. I liked it, and I think what I love the most from Pierce is that the natural abilities in his game are really rebounding, defense, and passing. And I think with the class he'll be coming in with, guys like JT Rock, who I know we've talked about a lot, and Noyus Indrusitis, the wing that can really kind of shoot the lights out, drive, play a little defense as well as create. I think the fits there are honestly close to perfect, and I give a lot of credit to the staff because now seeing all of them in person, two of them multiple times, and now Pierce, I think that those three together will certainly uh, make up very well on the court, especially the way Iowa State likes to run things on both ends. 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com, full coverage of the spring game. Nick, what else you got going on? What would you like to promote before we let you go? Yeah, so I was a little surprised Trent didn't ask about this one. Uh, Grant Bricks, we caught up yeah. with him over the weekend, the top player in Iowa. So I've got an interview with him there, a few more visit recaps, including a player that I may drop a crystal ball for here for Iowa State, and some good basketball coverage this week, too, leading into the NFL draft, guys. Good stuff, Nick. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Nick Olson. Appreciate it. Can't wait. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. All right, I'll come back, finish up the hour. Going to start with Major League Baseball in hour number two. Matt Snyder's here. Scott Dockerman on the Hawks. Trent's Blaze of the Day. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, spring games across the country have concluded. Transfer portal guys are entering, mm-hmm. uh, racing each other to get into that bad boy, get in the line. Because you don't got much time. No, it's quick, isn't it? Yeah. So Iowa's got some work to do. Yes. And that's hit the receivers hard. A uh, kid that uh, from Colorado, Sean, on uh, Saturday. Uh, he's a hyphenated name. Don't, can't think of his name, but he didn't do anything last year. Had a phenomenal spring. He's got a quarterback this year. Had a 97-yard touchdown. Yeah, uh, Dion's uh, kid. Uh, how do you say his first name? Mm-hmm. Sanders. Yeah, little Sanders. Um, Shader? Shadur? I don't know. Quarterback Sanders. Um, 
we'll we'll see. We'll see where it's going to shake out, but it's going to be it's going to be something to watch this week. There's going to be a whole bunch of players um, going to school in different cities. They look tiny. I mean, the highlights that I saw from Colorado, they look so small. Did you see the two the difference in the crowds? Did you see oh, that? Yeah, that was so cool. Wasn't from it? 2022 to 2023, well, there's a couple hundred people in there, and then right. banged out buildings. It was packed. Fifty thousand people. Fifty thousand people at Folsom Field, and and Dion brings in a super fan. She's ninety six years old, a woman who kicked off uh, did the opening kickoff. Did you see that? I didn't know. Oh boy, um, yeah, he's created quite a buzz there. We'll see how it trans what what it translates to wins and losses. Over under four and a half. Over, over under five and a half. Oh, that's a good number. Okay. I. Uh, I I hope he's in postseason. So, well, yeah, I, I, sure. Let's go over. We're rooting for it. We're rooting for postseason. Yes. Um, USC got better. Kudu had a couple of sacks and a forced fumble as a freshman in the championship game last year. He's USC goes through the Georgia Spring, stars in the shines in the um, in, in the national championship game and. A bundle of cash came his way from USC, and that was an area of need because the offense is there, but the mm-hmm. USC's weakness is his defense. Well, they got a whole lot better. I hope Iowa does. God, they need receivers. You can't go into a season with Ragaini. No. Deontay Vines. No. Bostic, we've never seen. True. They're good tight ends. We think I think Eric Hall is going to be a hell of a player. Yes. Lachey's already there. That one-two combination That's going to be deadly. Is good as anybody yep. has. That's Hawkinson and Fant part two. Yeah. They, they'll flex them out. Uh-huh. They'll do different things. But they have to have more. Seth Anderson, we don't know. Yeah. He's coming from Charleston Southern. Yeah, He's not a big guy. We don't know. And dealing with a hamstring injury, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be multiple. I, I don't even know if one's enough. No, I agree with you. If you can get two, if you, heck, get three. You grab them all. Let it in to let it sort itself up. Oh, but only one scholarship's available. Uh, that freak out. We'll see. Uh, hour two, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. We're going to start with our weekly Monday 1205 hit with Matt Snyder. Love this spot. If you like baseball, stay with us. Uh, Scott Dockerman on Iowa 1230. Trent's Plays of the Day, Circus Sports Sponsors. Busy hour two next on 106.3 KXNO.